This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Kia ora koutou katoa, kua huhi mai nei, mō tēnei o tato. My name is Peter Barron and I am the radio pharmacist and I'm here on OAR 105.4 FM every week. Over the next half hour, we will talk about how and why and when to use medicines and other matters concerning your health. If you missed the show or wish to listen to today's show or previous shows, these are available on podcast. I'm always happy to talk about any specific issues or questions that you have, and you can contact me at The Radio Pharmacist on Facebook or on my website at radiopharmacist.co.nz. Norida, no mai, haere mai, and let's get started. And kia ora and greetings everybody on this uh, very, very wet Tuesday and this very, very wet winter. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast later, then um, I don't, normally don't try and refer to the weather, but uh, it's very, very wet out there. The whole country's uh, certainly getting bathed in rain at the moment. It looks like we're going to break some records and with the warnings that are out for Dunedin, let's hope they uh, they don't come to pass. Um so today, I, as always, it's still very difficult to get away from COVID. Um, and there was a very interesting uh, article that I saw published um, in one of the online forums, uh, one of the online news um, forums during the week. And it was about where are we at now? Um, and sort of started with the headline that the coronavirus pandemic will never really be over. And I think that's, uh, I think that's becoming very true. I think one of the things that we do have to avoid, though, is we have to we have to avoid complacency. I when I hear people saying, "Oh, look, we're we're sick of wearing masks, or we're just over this," um, every day I see people that have COVID. Every virtually every day I go and do a home visit to drop off uh, Paxlovid, which is the antiviral treatment for people that have got COVID, and uh, it's certainly not over for those people. And uh, I know many of our listeners will have now had COVID. Um, some of you possibly have had COVID and not realised you've had it. Others, uh, I think I was saying about like my brother, he found the effects quite mild. I certainly didn't find the effects mild. Um, I'm probably back to, I think, 100% now, but that's three or four weeks after the event. It didn't knock me too severely, but I certainly wasn't well. And it's certainly not like the flu and it's not like a cold. Um, but having said that, I was talking to somebody yesterday who'd uh, had the flu and they said it had really hammered them. And I still use that, that analogy that I always use, that the way you differentiate between the flu and a common cold, because we use these terms, people say, oh, look, I've just got a cough and cold or it's the flu or something. The flu is distinctly different from a common cold for most people. And as I've said previously, the best example is that it feels like you got hit by a bus and then the bus stopped and backed over you again for good interest or for good effect. So that is, I think, a reasonable definition of what the flu feels like for most people. <coughs> Excuse me. So with COVID, clearly we've, um, we're, we're seeing um, this second wave now. It looks, keep fingers crossed, it looks like it might have peaked a little bit sooner than we thought it was going to, which is, is really good news, provided we don't get another variant that comes along and, and upsets the apple cart. And, um, but we've still obviously in the middle of winter. Um, we've got 
we're seeing a huge spike in influenza cases, um, as was expected. And yeah, these winter illnesses, the fact that we're inside um, is, yeah, we've just really got to look after ourselves. I continue to be astounded. And that's the word I use, astounded by the number of people that sort of think that it's not a great idea to wear masks. Uh, the masks are your best form of protection. And I think Professor Michael Baker summed it up uh, very well the other day when he equated not wearing masks to driving a car drunk. Uh, we've socially said now that uh, driving a car while you're under the influence of alcohol is not acceptable, and most people accept that. I mean, you can look at the court news any day, and you'll see some people don't accept that. But by uh, far and away, most people now accept that uh, drink driving is not acceptable in the same way that most people accept the fact that wearing seatbelts protects you. So, uh, and I think so. I think Professor Baker's comment that wearing masks is very important. Not wearing masks is like drunk driving or not wearing a seatbelt. I think that is the real message. Um, yeah, I hear all sorts of excuses for people not wearing masks. The reality is, if you're out in a public space and if you're in a retail space, then uh, the legal requirement is that you wear masks. Um, it's not that uh, there's the teeth there to enforce it, if you like, but it's a common sense measure. I mean, why do you not want to protect yourself? And if you don't want to protect yourself, then why do you want to put others around you at risk? <clears throat> why do you want to put me at risk when you come into the pharmacy or my staff? Why do you want to put uh, supermarket staff at risk? Why do you want to pe put people that you're on the bus, etc., with at risk? The reality is that masks offer the best protection both for yourself to protect you from others and to protect others from you. So, look, I'd strongly urge uh, that you do wear your masks. Uh, they're not a valid form of protest. We're not asking you to do something. We're asking you to do something for yourself, for your community, for your family, for your friends, for your schoolmates and for your workmates. And the other key thing is if you're going to wear a mask, please wear them properly. Now, uh, what the government has also done is that with the uh, making uh, an increased number of uh, rapid antigen tests available, um, when you go to pick up your rapid antigen test, you will be offered a box of masks, and please take them. You can get either the surgical masks, or if you're especially at risk, you can get the N95 masks. So the government is, is making those freely available. We've certainly had a big uptake since we became a, uh, a rat collection point. We've been uh, handing out heaps and heaps and heaps. All you have to do is go online um, and go and request uh, COVID-19 rat tests. You'll fill in your details. You'll put in the number of people in your household and uh, you'll be given the equivalent of four tests each. We don't break boxes, so if you, there's one of you, you'll get a box of five. If there's two of you, you'll get two boxes of five. If there's three of you, you'll get three boxes of five, um, which will still um, give you some spares. Uh, they're simple to use. Um, as I've said previously, though, if you haven't been showing how to do the rat test, imagine that you are putting nose drops in your nose. So you can't put nose drops in your nose if you're looking at the floor. What I'd strongly suggest you do, if you're taking the swab, uh, 
you need to get it reasonably well into your nostrils and you're trying to get it towards the back of your nose. We don't want the dry skin at the front of the nose. So as I said, ideally you'll be standing up, you'll look up to the sky and you'll slide the swab down the base of your nose. It's certainly most people it doesn't tickle, it's not painful. Rotate it five or six times on each side, go to the other side and then put it into your your testing solution Squeeze it between your thumb and your finger half a dozen times. Take the swab out, throw it away. You don't need to take any special precautions with the swab because the the, the solution it goes into will kill any viruses, etc. And then put the cap on the the testing uh, vial and then put the requisite number of drops, depending upon the kit using, drop it into the testing well. You don't put it on the strip itself, you put it on the testing well. I had a customer yesterday saying that they tried three or four times and they couldn't get the uh, liquid to run up the, um, the testing window. What occasionally happens is that if you don't put the drop in just correctly, you'll get a little air bubble at the underneath and you just the surface tension will mean that the, the fluid doesn't go down into the testing solution. What I've had to do a couple of times is they've just taken a pin or a needle or something and just broken the air bubble and just perhaps scratched the top of the surface and you'll find it then runs. So if you do have that difficulty, it's probably just a little bit of surface tension holding the um, holding the liquid up. I've noticed with some people that after we take the, take the swab, um, particularly if they've got a reasonably viscous um, nasal... Uh, fluids that you kick the the testing solution gets quite thick and quite viscous and that probably also means it, it holds that shape so that's just a little tip for you um, so if you need rapid antigen tests simply go online uh, if you can't find it just google uh, rat tests New Zealand you'll come up into the into the uh, information that's needed there You'll immediately get a an order number, which will start with R something. All you do is take that along to any of the uh, pharmacies or the vaccination centres that are handing out rapid antigen tests. Take that number in. We will give you uh, the requisite number of tests and then we'll give offer you a box of masks as well. And I'd certainly... The other key thing is if you do test positive, please record it. <laughs> What the wastewater testing is showing very clearly is that about we've got probably half of people are not reporting the uh, the fact that they are positive. So what we're seeing, put it the other way around, is we're seeing from wastewater testing, we're seeing that there's probably twice the number of active uh, COVID. 19 cases in the community as are being reported. Now, some people I accept will not know that they've uh, they've been infected. They've got a very very mild infection and the their immune system's dealing with it. I'm also well aware that a lot of people don't want to report it because they it, they fear that it has an impact on their um, on their sick leave and their work, etc. But the important thing as a public health measure is please, if you are positive report it, stay home for those seven days. Just think about you're helping your community. The other thing, of course, which um, for people that are not wearing masks and for people that haven't been vaccinated is what you are, is you represent a pool 
of potential mutation of the virus because you've got, you're not protecting yourself. If you get infected, the virus is mutating the whole time. So you, you represent probably the biggest danger to your community and to yourself. So once again, I would strongly urge you, please, to get vaccinated, um, do your rat test. If you're positive, stay home. Day zero is the day that your symptoms come on or you test positive. Day seven is obviously seven days later. So it's effectively the eighth day after you test positive. At that point, if you're symptom-free, you're free to go. The other point, of course, is that they've changed the rules slightly. It used to be that uh, when we weren't concerned about reinfection, that if you got symptoms again within 90 days, you basically didn't worry about them. Now, if you get those symptoms after four weeks, after you've recovered, then you need to rat test again. And if you come up positive, you need to go back into that self-isolation period. Slightly different rules for those who are your close household contacts. If they've had COVID and you test positive and it's within 90 days, then they don't need to self-isolate again. But obviously, if at some point after you start your self-isolation, they they too become uh, get a positive rapid antigen test, then the clock starts ticking again. So uh, this headline I was talking about is um, somebody said, New Zealand is saying, when will this whole sorry mess end? Um, well, the reality is it's probably not going to end. As we know from the influenza outbreak in 1918, it's never ended. We've had influenza and those strains of influenza with us ever since. But what has happened is we've learned to live with it. We've learned to unless we get massive mutation of that virus, then it doesn't cause us so much problem. It does cause us problems every year, and we get the seasonal effects of it. But increasingly, basically through a combination of natural immunity and vaccination, then we build a wall up against these viruses, and they find it more and more difficult. So, I mean, I think that's a really important thing because I've been in conversation with some some colleagues in South Africa and they're sort of saying, oh, look, this is just a minor illness. Look at South Africa. We've had four or five waves. Um, and what they're clearly seeing now is that the COVID cases and deaths are being, as they said, they're being decoupled. So they, although they've still got a lot of COVID cases, they're not seeing the severe illness. And that's reasonable to expect that. Um because you're getting, as I said, you're getting a hybrid immunity. You're getting immunity from a combination of vaccination and previous infections. So your body, your body's really good at recognising these previous infections and and learning from what's happened in the past. Um, so, if you look at the South African example, it's it's cost them hugely. I mean, they've had thousands of deaths. We're very lucky in New Zealand, much smaller population but our comparative death rate is still very low. And they've actually built a wall of immunity, as I said, by um, which is broadly protective at the moment about the worst that COVID can throw at them. Um, so we've, we're different from South Africa because we've had a mass vaccination campaign and that's been fairly successful up until recently when people aren't coming and getting their, their boosters. Um, 
And the other thing is our population is older, which actually increases our risk. So we're in South Africa when this BA5 wave of Omicron, um, whilst it was much less impactful than earlier waves in South Africa, it hasn't been the case here. Um, so it's just a, it's not just a function of the virus, it's a function of that immunity that we've built up. What we know in New Zealand is that um, most older people, because of lockdown, because of immunisation, in New Zealand managed to avoid COVID, but we're certainly seeing the, the reverse of that now as we've removed the restrictions, uh, as we've got more um, Omicron in the community, then we're seeing an increasing number of older people who have, who have been infected. So let's uh, let's go take a break. Um, I thought today we would uh, we'd get a bit of the carpenters. Uh, we call it it's the rainy days and Mondays. Well, this is rainy days and Tuesdays. So let's go to a little bit of a promo, and then we'll hear from the carpenters. The Radio Pharmacist, sharing tips and practical advice on the management of a range of healthcare matters every Tuesday at noon on ORFM Dunedin. Taking the time to explore some of the bigger issues around health and well-being in simple, easy language we can all understand. The Radio Pharmacist, bold, innovative, sometimes controversial and not afraid to tell it as it is. Tune in Tuesdays at noon on 105.4 FM and 1575 AM or online at oar.org.nz. That's the Radio Pharmacist, every week on Tuesdays at noon. Talking to myself and feeling old Sometimes I'd like to quit Nothing ever seems to fit Hanging around Nothing to do but frown Rainy days and Mondays always get me down What I Got they used to call the blues Nothing is really wrong Feeling like I don't belong Walking around Some kind of lonely cloud Rainy days and Mondays always get me down Funny but it seems I always wind up here with you Nice to know somebody loves me Funny, but it seems that it's the only thing to do Run and find the one who loves me me. What I feel is come and gone No need to talk it out We know what it's all about Hanging around Nothing to do but frown Rainy days and Mondays always get me down
the only thing to do Run and find the one who loves me What I feel is come and gone before No need to talk it out We know what it's all about And kia ora and welcome back. You're with Radio Pharmacist. Remember, <clears throat> if you missed today's show or you want to uh, listen to my Pearls of Wisdom or otherwise, again, you can do that uh, by going to the oar.org.nz website and clicking on podcast, type in Radio Pharmacist, and you'll be able to listen to any of the shows that you want. You can find the same link on my website, uh, www.radiopharmacist.co.nz. So we're talking about uh, we're talking about this immunity wall that we're developing in New Zealand and around the world. And just coming back to the flu example, you know, after 2018, we know that influenza didn't pack up and go away, um, and it continued to do the rounds, and uh, it continues to cause illness and death, uh, just not to the same extent that it did back in. Uh, 2000 and oh, sorry 1918 and we also know that uh, there's been occasions where it has got quite bad but actually what happened is our immune system got accustomed to it and it means that every time it poked its head up it was both manageable and acceptable um, and I guess those words manageable and acceptable to quote this article sum up uh, New Zealand or Aotearoa and much of the world's current approach to COVID. Um, but the word acceptance is also fueled by our, uh, the basics of immunology by our immune system. Now, there are some risks with this system because the, uh, the virus doesn't play by the rules. It doesn't, uh, we might write the rule book, but it doesn't follow the rules. So we don't know that it's going to mirror what happens with, say, the influenza every year. And, and the, it gets all these chances to mutate, and this comes back to the importance, what I was saying before, the importance of getting as many people immunised as possible, the importance of wearing masks, because every time somebody gets infected with the COVID virus, it does what it does best, and that's it replicates itself. And every time it replicates itself, that's that's the key to its survival, to make more of itself. And... Every time it makes more of itself, there can either be deliberate changes or there can be accidental changes. And if those changes happen, then the virus looks different to our immune system. And our immune system may, mostly will respond to it, but may not respond to it depending upon the how recognisable it is, if you like. So as I said, there are risks with that approach because the, the virus doesn't play by the rules. So whilst we're not embracing widespread infection, we've, we have now got to accept it as in our community. Um, 
probably a majority of New Zealanders have now had COVID. But that doesn't mean to say, as with influenza, that we're not going to get COVID again. The distinct possibility now is that we will get reinfected. But we hope as we get reinfected, those infections will be less severe. The people they are going to be more severe for are the people who are not vaccinated and in particular older people. So your parents, your grandparents, your great-grandparents, people in aged care, they are the people who are going to be significantly at risk along with the group of people who are not vaccinated. I had somebody say to me the other day, oh, look, I'm young and healthy and therefore I'm not susceptible to influenza or COVID. Well, quite frankly, wrong. The virus doesn't care whether you're young and healthy. Uh, the only protection you're going to have is if your immune system protects you. So what we're now confronted with, if you like, is a cat and mouse game. <clears throat> Excuse me. On one hand, we've got this growing wall of immunity, the growing wall of immunity by both from vaccination and from people that have been infected. But you've got the virus pushing back. It's shifting. It's morphing. It's mutating. It's evolving. It's doing the only thing that it wants to do, and that's reproduce itself. So those... Uh, focuses or what defines what will come next and we haven't got time to talk about it today but perhaps next week we'll start to talk about that longer term immunity which is our antibodies because it's not just a short term memory our bodies develop long term memory all right folks look we're out of time thanks for listening to me today and i look forward to talking to you again next week norida tenakoto Tēnā koutou, tēnā tātou katoa. Well, folks, all good things must come to an end, and we are out of time for today. Thanks for listening, and I hope that you've found today's kōrero useful. If you have a question for me or a subject you would like me to discuss on the show, please message me on the Radio Pharmacist on Facebook or at my website at radiopharmacist.co.nz. If you missed today's show or previous shows, they're available on podcast at oar.org.nz. This is Peter Barron, the radio pharmacist, signing off OAR 105.4 FM for today. So until next Tuesday at noon, Kakiti Anō. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air.